Are you a sexy, indulgent musician suffering from consistent long hours, crippling self-doubt, and constant disappointment? Well, do we have a show for you. Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Disappointment, a bi-weekly deep dive into what it takes to be a healthy and successful musician in the modern industry. My name is Melody Kaiser. And I'm Dustin Williams. And we are both full-time musicians and creative entrepreneurs. And today we are discussing our experiences with maintaining a work-life balance as a musician. Good luck. RIP, <laughs> 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 everybody. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's super hard. I think the f- the first thing for that took a long time and i still actually struggle with it for like me to understand um is just that working as a musician is totally different than working like a desk job or like a normal 9 to 5 for sure um and it's probably not just musicians it's probably all creatives like yeah, i imagine definitely. like for painters and stuff it would be the same thing or yep. graphic designers actors yeah i, I mean it's just, uh, I guess what I mean by that is like, I've had a lot of experience with this. Um, just knowing people or talking to people who have typical jobs where, um, even if they are the boss, it's very like goal driven. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just for example, let's think, um, like medical field or yeah, we'll just use medical field. It's like, you know, you, did a b and c today you had this result tomorrow you will do a b and c and hope for this result but it's very just like goal driven yeah you know where music is but it's just totally different yeah it's it's excuse me it's it's definitely goal driven i would say like music is but it's um how you accomplish those goals and whether or not those goals are going to be met um is I feel like it's gauged a little differently than, you know, something in, in like a STEM field or a more like traditional, like nine to five, like you said, like office style job. Like, you know, if, if you don't reach a goal at a job like that, like, I mean, yeah, you might get fired if you keep screwing that up or like, if it's a huge thing that, that your boss is like, oh my God, we need this done. But I think for a musician, it's like, at the end of the day, if you don't meet your goal, it's kind of just like it affects you. Right. Um, and maybe the people around you, you know, like the people that are in your in your project or working on your project. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's just it's different. It's somehow. totally different. <laughs> and like for me, like I've noticed it has become a problem in like my relationship, right? Because um days that I do work from home, I usually stay in my studio office, whatever you want to call it right. all day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't leave yeah. and like I just work in pro tools or I send emails or I do whatever. Yeah. And you know, like I think too, because um, like the working from home thing, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of musicians do now because yeah. you, everybody has home studios. Like you may as well save the money and work from home Sure, is like, there are a lot of things to do in the household. Like yeah. you, you could throw some laundry in, you could <laughs> clean the kitchen, you could, but I try to like make sure for myself that like I set aside time, like a normal work day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not going to do laundry. I'm not going to clean the kitchen. Like I'll do that when I get off, quote yeah. unquote, get yeah. off of work. So then like, it's like, well, what did you get done today? And you're like, I wrote a song. <laughs> It's like, you know what I mean? (laughs) And then it just like, it can cause a lot of problems because a lot of people just don't really get it. Right. Yeah. Cause there's, there's not this like, like, okay, you wrote a song, obviously you're not getting paid for just writing the song. Even professional songwriters still have to pitch the song, still have to get people to hear it that would then, you know, uh, buy the rights and so on and so forth. So like, yeah, like it can be very rewarding when you initially write the song and then when you like realize that you know like your partner comes from home from like a eight hour day and they're exhausted and right. you're just like i mean i'm tired too but like i'm not on the same level I'm i guess mentally <laughs> exhausted yeah. have you ever used pro tools <laughs> <laughs> yeah it can really drive you down for sure <laughs> yeah and i think but just understanding like the difference between that um and that could go for like whoever's listening to this. Like it really is just completely different. Yeah. 
Um, there's so much time that goes into like little teeny tiny things. Like, oh yeah, just thinking. I'm not like a mixing engineer, but talking to like our friend Dylan, mm-hmm. um, with his dad Jerry, Jerry Hansen. He does like a lot of mixing uh, and recording stuff mm-hmm. in his studio. And, you know, Dylan talks about growing up, um, you know, his dad would spend hours on like, just like one little, like five second thing. Part of the song. And yeah. it's like, most people wouldn't understand that. No, like, they're for not sure. going to get it at all. Um, right. And it, it, you know, I think as long as you understand that, like, you're not alone in that. Yeah. If you're yeah. a musician and then if you're not a musician, just understanding, like, it's just totally different. Like art isn't, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the pandemic. It's not like completely necessary. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to write a song, No, but like it it can change the world. You know what I mean? So it's like you, I was going to say it can change your world, right? you know, like even if, if, even if it never really gets heard by a lot, a large amount of people, like I know for me, like writing and expressing myself with my own, like songwriting, uh, even if even if I like a week later look back and say like ah oh, like I don't think a lot of people would like this like which who knows maybe they would maybe they wouldn't but I know that I if I didn't get it out like I would be more depressed because it's my way of dealing with my emotions and my you know life hangups and stuff like that so it is from a mental health perspective very necessary totally for sure you know everyone has their thing that they do and I think for musicians like that's one of the big things is getting that shit out in a way that's not like blowing up on your partner at 9 PM right. or like totally. causing a road rage incident or right. something. You know? And I think a lot of people like laugh, uh, cause I've had people laugh at me, um, like doing like even practicing, practicing for some mm. reason is seen even lower on the list for than sure. like recording or doing something else. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's like, well, what'd you do today? I'm like, oh, I practiced guitar for like five hours. It right. was like a really good day. They're like, you playing guitar all day? Yeah. Like, that's your job. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like, no, I didn't play guitar. <laughs> I mean, technically yes, but no. <laughs> like it's just totally, it's really hard. I think for a lot of people to kind of wrap their heads around. Yes. Cause they see it as like you played an instrument today that is your job like that's it that's all you did right it's like well yeah and it's like it's one thing if you're like on the road and you played your instrument that day in front of a crowd or like you went to a studio session being hired by somebody else and that that looks more like oh okay well they're they're doing some work but like you said when it's like when you're trying to work on yourself and your skill set uh it's not seen as much like with with as much value. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it really is very similar, but viewed differently. But it is very similar um, to like athletes, professional athletes, like training and making sure that they're on top of their game. Like, I think it's easier to look at that and be like, oh yeah, well there was a a, a full body physical interaction with your uh, career that yeah. like is seen as a little bit more valuable. Whereas like, Oh, your fingers moved up and down a fretboard for a couple hours. Like, Oh, big whoop. Like, right. And I think that is because I've told, I think I've said it on this podcast before. I use the exercise analogy all the time mm-hmm. with like practice, mm-hmm. because it is one of those things. Like I think people can wrap their head more around exercising because yeah. pretty much everybody has had to do it. Yeah. But it's right. like, you can't just like, do it one day and then go a week and then do it that day and expect it to be like way better. For sure. Like you have to keep it up Mm -hmm. and it's that same kind of idea. Yep. Um, but I have had several people like, Oh, like you played guitar all day. Like what a job. Like I wish I had your job, Yeah. you know, right? which I mean, (laughs) my job is cool sometimes, but you know, I just feel like a lot of people don't really, don't really understand that side of it. And it can also like, um, being a musician kind of tying into the amount of work that goes into it. There's a huge financial stress for sure too. Um, I think the main part that, um, that is a financial stress for me at least is that it's very project based. It's very gig based work for hire, independent contractor kind of stuff. Um, which a lot of people, you know, still, a lot of people don't have salary jobs. They get paid by the hour. Sure. But that's still completely different than here is a project that I need you to do. I'm going to pay you, let's just say $200 to get it done. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you'll get paid the $200, whether it takes you in theory mm-hmm. an hour or eight hours. Correct. But yeah. for your sake, you want it to be done well mm-hmm. because that's how you're going to get the next project. Right. So it takes you a ton of time. Yep. Right. Let's just say not always, but I'm just, this happens a lot, at least for me, because I'll do something 10 times yeah. just to make sure that I'm oh, giving the best product. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, I made the same amount of money as if I had spent 30 minutes on it. It's like, it's just like time (laughs) and it takes so much time to like do everything. Yeah. And it's often for like little monetary reward. For sure. So I'm sure like you have that with recording, right? Like recording for with other people. Yeah. Recording. um, Even if I'm doing like an at home studio session, honestly, especially then is when I get hyper focused or fixated on, um, like the smallest details that might not be right. Um, you know, like I've, I've spent, uh, you know, four to six hours on like two songs, um, just a baseline for two mm-hmm. songs and not necessarily in a, even a baseline that was like super intricate or anything like that. But, um, you know, if I hear the slightest issue with timing or right. if I'm like, Oh, that, that note didn't, I didn't slide into that note like with the, perfect amount of time that I wanted to, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, like that can, it honestly can have an effect on the record. And, and, you know, back to what you were were saying with Jerry, um, you know, working on mixes for a super long time, I think, you know, a lot of people, um, can, I guess, misunderstand how important that is. Cause like, I mean, even, even when a record sounds quote unquote intentionally like crappy, like, like it's supposed to sound raw like lo-fi and, and or, lo-fi, yeah. but like to get that sound right and, and for it to not be muddy and for you to actually still hear what's going on and, and be like connected to the, the vibe quote unquote of the tune, like that does take a lot of time and skill um, and skill. A yeah. lot of that. Yeah, for sure. And skill takes time. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I think, I think I've gotten better at, at the process over the years. And it's not because, um, I mean, it's, it's partially because just, you know, obviously as a musician I've grown, so I've, I've gotten, you know, better with certain skills or I've like figured out ways to make my job easier. Um, but there's still sometimes when you, when you have something that you're working on where it's, you know, for whatever reason, it just takes you a long time, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and because of that, you like, it's weird. You like, you can't, it's hard to charge per hour when you're like a remote session artist, because you don't want to be like, even if you're completely honest and you're like, yeah, it took me three hours. Um, you know, so this is how much it is, you know, a hundred dollars an hour or whatever. Like you don't, you can't prove that, right? <laughs> you know, like unless the artist is there or they're like on a zoom call doing it with you while you're, while you're recording, like, and like, there's no way to really prove the amount of time you put into it. And I don't know about you, but I, I always kind of err on the side of like, um, like giving people a break mm-hmm. on the money. Like, you know, not, not that I like totally undervalue my, uh, my work, but more so just like you know, okay, it took me three hours, but realistically an hour of that was like setting up and, and like getting the right sound. So I'll just charge them for two hours or something, you know? Um, and even though like the other stuff is still part of the work, like it's not going to seem that way necessarily to the person who's paying you. And you don't want to be that guy who they're just like, yeah, they did a good job, but they charged me this much. And I feel like it should have been this much. I don't know. Not to ramble here, but no, I mean, I think all of that's super important. Um, yeah. And I would say too, like I've done the same thing. Um, but as just like the, like a backing musician or like a work for hire for a gig, Mm -hmm. like having to learn somebody's material, like I'll usually, I don't like like taking charts to rehearsals Mm -hmm. at all. Like that's just not, if I have to, I will like, Mm -hmm. especially if I was given like a short period of time, but if I'm given like a month, I like to go in and basically be like, if I needed to be the MD for this, I could. I could, yeah. Mm. Um, that's kind of how I've always approached it. Mm-hmm. I've only done it to that level maybe like four or five times. I haven't done a whole lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like that takes so much time. It does. Like yeah. to be able to just like, you know the song as well as the artist that hired, sometimes even more Yeah, right. <laughs> um, than the yeah. artist that hired you. 
Um, and that takes so much time, but it's not like you're going to get paid more for doing that. No, no, no. That's um, just up to you. Yeah. To but, decide. but it, it kind of sets you up for, it can either be like impressive and get you more work. Mm -hmm. It can, for me, it's helped me really build relationships with those artists. Yes. Like to the point sure. where those artists were now like, would you produce the next thing that I do? Cause mm -hmm. like, I feel like you totally get what I'm going for here. Yeah. So it can open the door for more work. It just takes us like a shitload of time. Yeah. For which sure. is the whole, you know, the whole issue that we're talking about right now is just having time yeah. for stuff. Um, and then, you know, even for me, like a lot of what I've been doing recently, even more than creative stuff is just like administrative stuff. Oh, God, like, yeah. um, you know, sending emails to get gigs or doing your tax shit. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so much work and like, you don't get paid for it. Like I'll give a recent example. Like I've been trying to get our group, Hey Dreamer, um, you know, some gigs out of town, which are always the hardest because a lot of these markets we've never played before. Right. So I kind of am coming in completely dry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just rough. Um, so I probably sent, um, no exaggeration, mm, I've probably sent between 50 and 100 emails so far. But not only are those emails, like not only did I have to write the email, you have to like research, find the venue, yep. see if they're available. Find a band to be like, hey, we could put this band on the bill. Right. You have, I mean, there's so much work that goes into just sending one email. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't get paid for that. And often, like, very rarely have I even gotten responses. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, that's another example of, it's just a hustle, but there's no return on it, which can just get very discouraging. For sure. Um, yeah. And that kind of does, I think, have a huge impact on like work, work life balance. Yes. Because it's like you are working so hard, but you're really not having the financial stability to have a comfortable life a lot of the time. Yeah. Like most musician friends I know, I mean, it's not like they're like starving, but most of them aren't comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Ma yeah. Ma making enough money to pay all the bills and then still be able to do other stuff is rare yeah. <laughs> for a lot of them. Yeah. You know? and At like, least doing just music. Anyway. Yeah. And much less like have savings, you <laughs> yeah. know, like have savings yeah. enough where if something happened, like right. you could, still live yeah right like, i mean most musicians honestly that i know would have to do some kind of government assistance if something happened yeah i mean there are a lot of programs out there that are you know like local programs created by other musicians or, or people who are patrons of the arts that are literally set up just as like backup funds for musicians whose gear gets broken or stolen or musicians who get injured and can't work you know um and there's like like no no office like job has that kind of like like i mean if you're working an office job what i mean is you might have like uh fml or something like yeah, that FMLA whereas like or whatever. fmla yeah. yeah um but like you know or, or in the stem field like if you need to take time off like you know usually depending on the company you're working for like you will be able to get that approved time right and however you need or however much you need um but yeah, for musicians, it's just like, if you take time off, like that's on you, you right. know, even if you have to do it because you're, again, you're injured or you're, you're some serious life event has changed your scenario. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, yeah, it's completely different and there are programs out there, but that's just another stress, you know, that right. kind of yeah. can Im impact your just quality of life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the fact that there has to be programs because like, and, and again, you know, as you mentioned earlier, like, yeah, art may not be as much of a priority as, as, um, STEM or, or, um, you know, things that keep the, com the, the country functioning at its most basic level. Right. Um, so there, there aren't as many programs set up to help people who are in this line of work. For sure. You know? Yeah. And I mean that, and I mean, and another thing that I didn't even think about earlier was like especially like doing home recording and stuff. I've had like clients that just kind of ghost you oh, and God, you yeah. spent mm -hmm. all that time doing it. And now yep. you 
you don't have anything like you have a product, but honestly, usually the product kind of sucks anyway. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like if the client's ghosting you, the project's not great usually in my experience. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, I have this terrible product now <laughs> <laughs> that I can't do anything with. And now I don't have any money for doing <sighs> it either. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically, I, I think that that kind of <laughs> sums up how it's different. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. It's just a completely kind of different way of life. It's a different kind of career. Um, and musicians a lot of times have to make really hard hard decisions. Um, you know, like I know personally I've missed several things yeah. because of shows. Uh, I'm sure you have too. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the biggest ones that stands out to me was, uh, actually there, there was two of them now that I think about it. Um, two different childhood friends uh, who... Um, invited me to to their wedding, um, not to be like a, a groomsman or anything, but you know, just to to attend. Um, and I, one of them was kind of a, a tricky situation because like their brother had been in the band that I was in, and then they left. Um, it was kind of like a mutual decision, but it was it was uh, it created a little bit of tension and weirdness, and so I felt a little bit awkward about even being. Uh, like going to this wedding mm -hmm. um, potentially. And then like also my band happened to have a gig that day and it was like uh, everybody else in the band was down to do it. They didn't really have that kind of relationship with this person. Um, so they weren't going to be going to this wedding. So it was kind of like, okay, well I not only would be taking away necessary money from these other people in the band that need this money to survive and, and pay their bills. But now there's also this like awkward kind of tension thing. And so I ended up not going. Um, and then there was another friend of mine who, who had a wedding and, and I was, I don't know, on the road or, or had gigs or something and couldn't attend. Um, and it sucked, you know, I mean, like looking back, I do kind of regret it because neither of those gigs really gave me anything big other than like a right. little bit of money, you know, and my, my viewpoint on, taking gigs and, and saying yes or no to stuff has definitely changed over the years um, with, with these experiences. But yeah, I mean, I've missed birthdays. Um, I've missed um, family events and um, you know, and, and it just makes it hard to stay connected with people that aren't musicians when you're, when you're doing this, this kind of thing. And um, and it sucks because like, you know, the older you get, at least in my experience for, for my personal life, like the older I've gotten, the more I've realized like how extra important these relationships are because like, you know, some of these events only happen once and, um, you know, to me over the years, I've really kind of realized that the, the most important thing in life, um, is the relationships that you build with people because like right. that's that's really all you get you know i mean like that's the most guarantee you get is is some kind of relationship whether it's good or bad is is you know a different story but like um as they say when the music's over yeah right what's left what's left you know like it's a really good song by the way <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, and and that definitely, uh, like I said, has shifted over the years, and we'll, we'll talk about that more in a minute. But what about you? I mean, kind of the same. I've missed. I mean, I don't think I've really missed weddings so much, um, but I've missed a lot of birthdays, a lot of just like life event kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, it kind of got to the point where like I wasn't invited to as much stuff just yeah. because people assumed you'd be busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which kind of sucks because a lot of times I wasn't. Yeah. You know, I was just like, <laughs> the, like well, the one time you weren't I was busy. Like, what the fuck? I didn't get an invite. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I think it's just kind of that like you're so hungry for work for, you know, because you that's that's how it works. Like as yeah. a musician, like you have to take jobs to get jobs. Yeah. Um, and, and it really is like, especially nowadays, but honestly for a long time, it's kind of been a quantity over quality thing. Like for sure. even if you have one good song, like you usually have to write 60 shit ones right. to get that one good song. So like if you're going to succeed in music as a songwriter or whatever, you know, artist, like you're going to have to write a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And most of that stuff either won't be heard or it won't be appreciated enough for you to actually make anything off of that and continue doing what you do. So, 
it really becomes again that quantity like okay the more you create the more opportunity you have for something to work right. um and that sucks <laughs> it does yeah i mean yeah i i totally agree with you i think that you know just finding that balance because it does have to be a balance i'm it's not like you can just like say fuck all to all gigs and like just yeah. focus on life like yeah. real like in theory that would be amazing but like realistically back to what we were talking about gigs usually at least on our level don't pay super well so you do have to keep taking them just yeah. to keep paying your bills right and so it kind of becomes one and a lot of times like life events for me at least like they're not always planned like shit comes up yeah right and it's like oh i'm sorry i can't be there like i i'm working tonight yeah and it's like, that sucks too, because in most jobs, you could just let your employer know like, hey, I really, I need to leave early tonight. I've got like a emergency or whatever it yeah, may be. Right. Um, and you can't really do that as a musician. Like it's very um, like contracted. You have to play from here to here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it, that's totally different too. And you do miss out on a lot of stuff, um, which is I mean, it's really, really hard. It is. Cause like even, even the small stuff that you don't think about, like on a regular basis, um, you know, like I, when I maybe five years ago, six years ago, like all I was doing all the time was music and that's still pretty much what I'm doing now, but it, I don't know. I've, I've shifted it a little bit mm -hmm. balance wise, but, um, you know, at the time, all of my friends were just musicians. And so like, uh, hanging out was going to play the gig. Hanging out was going to record at the studio. And while that is mostly still true in the sense that like most of my closest friends are still musicians, like mm -hmm. working musicians or or even just like part-time, you know, hobby slash working musicians. Um, a lot more friends over the years that, that have come into my life are are not gigging musicians. Like they, they some of them don't play at all or, or you know, like they, they just have a completely different lifestyle, right. but they're really close friends and I care about them a lot and I care about that relationship. And, and um, you know, like, like nerd moment here, I love to play D and D. Right. And so like me and, and this friend group, um, we, we try to set up dates and, and play, but like almost always it's, it comes down to me as far as like availability because like and if you play D D, then you know this is like a whole thing with trying to get the group together and finding the time to play but a lot of the time like you know we'll play on like a sunday or something where most people have the day off musicians however almost always have a rehearsal or a gig or right. something so the the there's so many times where it's like, oh, sorry, like I can't play this week or, or the following week or the following week. And so it's like we're like a month in between just being able to hang out, let alone play a game. Right. You know, so like stuff like that really um, you don't think about it first. And then when you want to start making those changes, it, it you realize how challenging it is because you kind of worked yourself into this position where right. it's like I can't. Um, you, I, I feel like I, I mean, I. I I can't just not take stuff um, all the time. Like there are times when I say no. And again, we'll talk more about like learning to say no and, and, and set that time aside. But um, you know, th there are other times where I can't because I, I need the money and um, or, or, you know, the band has a show the following week and they're depending on me to make it to that rehearsal so we can make sure everything is tight and, right. you know, put on a good performance to then make money. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that gets a lot harder when you become more and more, um, dependent on yourself, um, to survive, you know, right. and, and, um, taking time off and, and saying no to stuff becomes more challenging. Um, and like, yeah, you know, I, I could stop playing music professionally and, and try to find some kind of more consistent nine to five, um, I, a, I know that wouldn't be fulfilling for me, for my soul. And I think like, I if I only have like 80 years on earth to live, like I'm going to make sure I enjoy it at least right. a little bit. Um, but it's also a lot harder, like the older you get, you know, like I'm not, I couldn't just stop music now and go work as like a programmer. I'd have to right. go to college and get the degree and then I'd have to learn how to do it and get good at it. And that's like 
easily like six to seven years of time right there. I just don't have that time. Right. You know, I'm, I'm already in this position where I kind of have to do what I have to do. And at least that, you know, like, yeah, anyone can make a change in their life and, and, and alter their trajectory, but it doesn't make it easier or, um, affordable or realistic. Yeah. And know? I think it's important to note too, basically what you were saying, but like our musician schedules are usually opposite of everybody else's. Yeah. Like even like days versus nights. Like a lot of people get up at eight and get off at five. We get up at noon and get off at 10 yeah. or one yeah, <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. two, <laughs> like whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But like, it's just a completely different. Um, and so honestly, I think a lot of people can like kind of shame musicians. Yeah. Uh, there like is I've, a bit of a culture. I've of definitely that for felt sure. that for sure. Um, you know, just with like, um, I don't know. I mean, I've felt it in several ways. There's definitely like n- people who aren't musicians shame musicians because, um, it's not a real job. It's not a real job. You don't make a lot of money. Usually it's not necessary. Um, it's not necessary. Um, they kind of see everybody as lazy cause you get up at noon even though you work until 2 a.m., they don't care. They're just like, they right. slept until noon. What? And there, there's also this large group of people that I feel like kind of looks at musicians as like, if you're not like, uh, you know, top tier, a lister musician, like you're not a musician. Right. Like you're just someone who wishes they could be. And like, you know, you're trying to claw your way up into this impossible game. Some of those people feel that way because they tried it and they failed. Right. And, and you know, and failure is a thing. That happens to every single one of us. We fail all the time. For the sure. difference is we care or love this too much or addicted to this too much that we keep going. To stop, yeah. You know? But um, but then there's there's also musician shame like from other musicians who have maybe had some success, some luck, whatever. Or, you know, they do work hard. Like people on social media that are like, well, if you're not doing this, this, and this, you're not working hard enough. Like, what are you doing? You're wasting time. It's like... But usually those people, like in my experience, always have like a privileged position. For sure. Like it's always like, oh, I made like 16 TikTok videos like last week. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, you don't have a job. So, right, right. You you know what I mean? You don't pay rent. You don't do this. So it's like totally different. Like, or they came from money, like they're like a trust fund baby or something. Like it's always something like that. Yeah. Like honestly, if you're working as hard as you can, nobody's working harder than you. Yeah. Like they just have a different like life than you. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're doing the best that you can, that is literally the best you can. Yeah. Like it's not worth, but yeah, no musician shame is definitely a thing. It's always like, you know, it usually like recently has just been around content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sure. like, but content creation, in my opinion, is like one of the most like time consuming things. It really is. Um, because not only do you have to come up with the idea, you have to edit, film, make sure the sound's good, especially for like us, like yeah. people like us, because mm-hmm. you, you're you doing it all yourself. It's just like you have to do all these steps. I mean, that would be like a full-time job Yeah. to do content creation. Yeah, I mean, and there are people who do that full-time. Yeah, and yeah. it's just not like, I think for a lot of musicians, there's not really a way for them to like, I guess like they don't have severance yeah. where they can just like build that to a point of living Yeah, by quitting work. Yeah. So it's almost like a catch 22. It's like, you know, you need to do it to get to this level, but you can't do it until you quit your job and you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's just not yep. realistic. Yeah. So um, but no, that's definitely a thing. And one that I've heard a lot too is like build a team. Like you just need a team. And I'm just like, well, you have to pay those people too. Right. Like a lot of people don't really think about that. Like, yeah. like even, um, because one thing that I've always, or I've never had for like my content is like really, really good. Like, like a videographer, like yeah. it's always usually just something on a tripod that I'm just like right. filming with. Cause I've only got two hands. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. and so, but like videographers are not cheap. Like right. they're, it's, it's not really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty expensive to get videos done. And so, um, you know, a lot of times that's not super realistic. Yeah, um, for sure. 
I mean, it goes for back a to, lot of people to what we were saying a couple episodes ago about like when you're a musician, you kind of have to be able to do everything. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, and it, and that takes so much time. Yeah. That's like all work. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to do everything and do it to the max, there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Like you're gonna falter in some way. Like mm-hmm. content creators usually don't play live. My passion is playing live. Mm-hmm. If I just did content creation, I would be a very miserable person. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, it's kind of just like wherever your passion is. But then every time you go to get gigs and play live, they're like, well, where's your content? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, yeah, it's just not enough time in the day yeah. Um, to, to do everything. And I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just hoping that somebody's relating to this. That's yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, what, I'm honestly not sure. whining. It is yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I'm hoping that somebody can relate to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause it, I mean, it is kind of exhausting when you feel like you're doing everything you can possibly do just to make it work and stay alive and keep a roof over your head for people to like kind of badger you about like, well, why aren't you doing ABC? Yeah. Oh. And especially when like people try to tell you about like your career and like the music business and they're like a plumber or something. Uh-huh. Those are yeah. my favorite. <laughs> They're like, well, I read in People magazine that if you do this, you're going to be hugely successful. Yeah, right. And I'm like, all right. You read another top 10 list. Great. <laughs> yeah, it, that that's super frustrating for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope somebody can relate to that because that's happened to me a lot. Yeah. Where it's like people think they know a lot about the music, but they're like, well, you just need to get a record deal. Oh and God! I'm like, yeah. Oh come on, dude! <laughs> like <laughs> it just takes one person to see you, yeah. you know. And like, you're yeah, like, sometimes you're but... like twenty years behind the actual reality chain of, of events. Yeah. So it's like, you know, which I mean, they're just trying to help. They're yeah. just doing their best. Right, they're trying right. to be helpful, but it, it's just it can be disheartening when you feel like you're doing everything you can for somebody to just like tell you what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially if they if they don't have experience in it, you know, or Yeah, or um, even if they do. I mean, even sometimes like, you know, like your local musicians like trying to tell you about you know, how to do like recording and stuff and they've never recorded. Right. It's just right, like, right. well, that's really not helpful, you know, yeah. like I don't know. I, that's just happened to me a lot and it it does it can get kind of frustrating and like i said disheartening yeah um just because you're trying your best just to hang on for dear life <laughs> and yeah. hope that everything works out <laughs> and you just have people just badgering you all the time right <laughs> um, so that's definitely a thing um and so i mean i've gotten to the point where i just have to like prioritize my art and i think too like you were saying earlier you've had to prioritize your own stuff like which was something that because i don't do so much freelance stuff for other people i've kind of always prioritized myself yeah which sounds very (laughs) that sounds very bad now that i've said it out loud but you know what i mean i know what you mean i think the the listener does too um yeah i mean uh so you know for the longest time i was really in in like one band with the um sagas Mm -hmm. and um then once that kind of came to a a a pause at least um if not a a, a total end um i realized you know okay well i still want to play music um but i felt a little bit burned out on like the original project thing as far as like being the one i wasn't the only one but it was really me and and one other person that were kind of like spearheading the whole project Mm -hmm. and i was kind of burned out on that so I started focusing more on, excuse me, a lot on more uh, like session stuff and freelance stuff and just being, you know, the bass player you can call for the cover gig or, you know, for the original project because your band doesn't have a bass player, that kind of thing. Um, And I still do that and I love doing that. Like I I really do. I love the variety that I get out of it um, because every every group I play with is different. Every song is different and and, uh, I love the process of trying to write a baseline for material for original material and it's so right. fun to me but that said um it has distracted me um taken me away from from my own creative output and i think there's a lot of factors to it like the the big one just being like 
you were saying earlier about, um, you know, when you're working for somebody else and you're learning their material, like it takes time. Yeah. And, and obviously for like groups like Hey Dreamer or, or Gamma Star, like I don't have to relearn the songs for every gig or right. I don't have to learn a new set for every gig. I can, I can just kind of like go through the ones that maybe I'm like, okay, this has got a, a tricky riff. Let a me make sure refresher. I practice that. A refresher. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I will say like, I'm not sitting here all the time practicing the material for all of my bands that I, I play in right now until maybe a show's coming up. And then like right. a week before I'll, before we do a rehearsal anyway, I'll just rehash the material, make sure it's still there and then, you know, clean it up in rehearsal. But that still takes time. It still takes mental energy. And on top of that, you know, working as a teacher where you're constantly learning new material, constantly trying to like get ahead of the lessons. So you're prepared. Um, and what that does for me is it kind of, it gives me ear fatigue. And so like a lot of the time, you know, like I like listening to music, of course, like anybody else, but I listen to a lot of podcasts now because like it's not music and it's like I can give myself a break because all I ever do I've kinda, is music. I've done that too before. Yeah. Um, or I'll just listen like I kind of obsess with certain artists. Mm -hmm. So like Same. I'll literally like pick one for like and then for that month I like literally just like listen to their music. Totally. Yeah. Um, and it's usually very different than like what I usually write. Yeah. Like it's always something like totally off the wall. Same actually. I mean, for the most part, like, yeah, it'll yeah, totally I mean, be different. same. Right. I can listen to it. Like every once in a while, I'll go back and listen to like some music that I just really liked listening to in high school or something. Right. And I'm just right. like, oh, I remember listening to this. <laughs> the good you old know? days. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, I totally agree with you. And I think, um, you know, I what you were saying about like the original music thing. Um, like I, um, I've found when I'm working with other artists, like the initial process of learning their songs is way harder because you've mm -hmm. usually never heard them right. like the original songs. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, you're right. You kind of like, you can, usually people don't write like one song a day. Um, right. I actually did know a guy, one guy in my whole life that wrote one song a day, but I'm pretty sure he was on meth. So that explains that. <laughs> but but like most people, like they write a song every once in a while. So it's usually mm -hmm. the same kind of stuff. Um, but that is something that I have done. I've had a lot of people reach out to me about wanting to do like, it's usually for some reason, like all girl cover bands or something. And mm -hmm. that's just not really what I'm wanting to do right now. Yeah. So I've always just said no. Um, and for me, it's almost like a fear thing. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, well, like what if I have a show on Saturday or Friday, August 18th and then Hey Dreamer gets an opportunity on that day and I have to turn it down because I've got to, you know what I mean? Welcome to my world. Yeah. It's one of those <laughs> things. I don't want to be that. That would stress me out really, really bad. Um, it, so I've always just said no. Yeah. Um, and like. I don't know. I mean, it would kind of be a different situation if it was something that I know would be like so much fun. Like if somebody asked me to do like once every once in a while, like another one of those live band karaoke things, sure. I would probably say yes. Yeah. Because that was just honestly like it just made my heart so happy mm -hmm. to do those gigs and like, you know, just have somebody like that has never sung anything in their life, like get up and just like try to get through it yeah like that was really fun mm -hmm. so i would probably do something like that or something that's just like a really it depends on who it's with too for me yeah like um, for sure yeah that's become I've, a lot more of a thing yeah, for me i've gotten asked to do some stuff with some people actually more recently where i was like mm, nah yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. good i understand that for sure <laughs> i think it's just not worth the money to to be around that crowd or to yeah. be with those people again. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how, how much that can have an impact on you. Um, like somebody's energy or a group's energy. Cause like, yeah, now I'm, I'm kind of the same, like a recording project is maybe one thing, but when it comes to like playing gigs and like being involved with the band, um, like I'm a lot more, I've grown to be more choice about that. Uh, you know, through, through many experiences, like, um, from, just being in, in bands that kind of fell apart or, um, I mean, you've had some crazy ones though. Like you've, you know, I'm not, obviously not going to say any names, but mm -hmm. you were telling me one time about like, you know, groups of people that were, 
um, you know, just like completely like not PC, oh, socially God. like yeah, racist like, and like, yeah, oh, and, and you just don't want to be affiliated with those people. No. Yeah. And, and, um, and all of those experiences, as soon as I actually realized what was going on, I was, I was good. I was done. I peaced out. But like, cause sometimes people don't, you know, and this is just true in life. Like people don't always show their true colors because right. they don't know how you're going to react. Um, right. and they kind of want to like, see where it's going to go first. But yeah, there's been more than one occasion where, you know, I played with a group, uh, more as a freelancer, not, not being involved in, well, in yeah, the creative yeah. project, but just, you know, being hired to play. And then, you know, we'd be in the van having a great time. And then somebody would say something that would be either racist or sexist that would just completely kill my mood. You know, even even if nobody else in the in the group picked up on it, like I would hear it and be like, "Wow, that makes me feel really gross." Oh God, why am I here? Oh my God, what am I doing with my life? And right. just you know, completely existentially I'm spiral. Jump out of the van. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> so so now uh, I'm definitely a lot more picky about stuff like that. Um, I still get calls to to work with people or play with people that I don't really know that well, but it's my circle has. Um, tightened a little bit more over the years and in that like you know um like before i say i used to just say yes to stuff basically if, right. if like if the money was there and they were seen professional enough i would just say yes but now like i do a little more research i look into the people first and i kind of you know and i should have always been doing that but it was just one of those things you learn yeah you know? well i don't i wouldn't say that your circle's tightened because you've continued meeting people mm -hmm. it's just you've kind of made your path I've refined it, maybe. Yeah. I've got my, my I think sieve, it's refined, yeah. Uh, you know, that I've, I've kind of, like, You've cut got out the some of the out. noise, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I definitely have as well. Yeah. Like, p musicians that I met when I was in high school, mm -hmm. I don't really, I would never, like, play a gig with them. Yeah, right, For right, kind right. of the same reasons you were saying, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but as you kind of meet people, you start to kind of, you know, your traje trajectory kind of, changes a little bit right it's not so much just like network with everyone you're like mm -hmm. oh they're super good friends with uh nazi a like yeah. i'm not gonna <laughs> maybe i don't want to hang out with <laughs> yeah, that person exactly anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah for yeah. sure um, um so i mean saying no can be really hard but like yeah that's just like a work-life balance thing in general like <laughs> You have to know, because um, that can kind of bleed into, like, I guess where where the the balance is for me is like you can't just take any work. Like mm -hmm. you have to be picky to some degree about it because right. that will affect not only your work later but your life. Yeah, and and your value too, because yeah. if you start seeming like the person that'll take a gig for anybody, uh, for for any amount, then people are going to lower their. Um, I guess expectations people aren't going to respect you as much even if they it's not like a conscious decision right. it's kind of a subconscious thing yeah. you know um and thankfully I, I would like to think so far I've avoided that only because like I've proven time and again that I can be dependable and professional and um you know and because I've become more picky about the gigs that I take but you know I mean in the early days, like doing like acoustic gigs with, um, with PK, I mean, we'd take, we'd take like a four hour gig for like 50 bucks a piece and like not a free meal. And, yeah. you know, which is crazy. I mean, but yeah, we've all done that. We've all had to do that. Right. And, and you just, you realize like your value and setting value in, in, in the creative industry is really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, cause well, it's so subjective. Yeah. Or something that we've talked about. I don't think we've ever talked about it before. And, it's going to be kind of probably a little controversial, but this is something I've noticed, right? Mm -hmm. Is like um, charity events, mm -hmm. right? Um, obviously, I think that charity events are great. I think, you know, obviously I'm not saying don't do them, but a lot of times I've noticed there is a level of like um, taking advantage of musicians mm -hmm. because charity events usually do have a budget. They've yeah. paid for food. They've paid for everything else that they need to mm -hmm. do the event. So I would say be picky because I've done several charity events where I realized everybody got paid. Except you. But me. Like <laughs> I, was, wow. I was the charity. Damn. <laughs> so like that sucks. You yeah. know? Um, 
So be careful of those too. And I think it depends on the charity event, obviously. Yeah, yeah obviously. Um, right, right. But, you know, a lot of people will tag charity event on something just to get you to give up your work for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, be careful of I've, that. I have noticed it, it, it tends to be with, with those ones, the ones that, that may have a little bit more of a conservative leaning. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. I mean, and it's just, it goes with like what you were saying, a respect thing. They like, they respect the caterers because they've had to buy groceries before, Mm -hmm. but they don't respect the musicians because they've literally have no idea what goes into it or anything. Yeah. They have no idea. They just think it's just like a loser hobby. (laughs) Yeah. And, and obviously, I mean, you know, there are exceptions. There are plenty of people that we've both met that like aren't musicians at all, but like have so much respect and oh, appreciation for, sure. for musicians. So Definitely. like, you know, there's a lot of he- unsung heroes out there. Definitely. For sure. Um, you know, I think basically the reason why, um, like we wanted to do this podcast today was just to, you know, I mean, it was honestly just to be a discussion, um, to kind of give our perspective on it, but to encourage musicians out there who, who are listening to this to try to find time for life because it can get, um, it can get super overwhelming and it's really easy to only prioritize your work. Yeah. Um, and it, especially when you love it. Yeah. And it, it creates a ton of stress though. Um, when you can't prioritize anything in life, I mean, there have been times when I have gotten so busy, like I realize I don't even have clean underwear because I haven't done yeah. clothes. Mm-hmm. I don't have like, you know, just stuff. Yeah. Like, and it's, you know, you have to kind of draw the line at some point, um, you know, because you do get exhausted, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, um, cause most musician friends that I have, including ourselves, like we do the gigs and stuff, but we also work regular jobs. Mm-hmm. So like you have to stay up until 2 a.m. and then you have to get up and go to work. Yeah. Like it's not like that's all we do. I think at certain points that's all I've done. But I realized like I need to pay bills. Yeah. yeah. So I've taken on a normal like hourly job. But but even then it's still teaching music. It's it still, is. you know, it's, it's still being a musician for a living. Um, it's just in, you know, kind of applying the skill set a little differently, right. but you know, but it's still not as stable. I mean, because like if the economy tanks tomorrow, like all of our students are, are stopping, Yeah, you know, because that's not a priority. Oh, for sure. Like they're still going to go to school. They're still going to do uh, you know, maybe even sports activities because that is like physical exercise. It's good for your body. It's yeah. good for your mind. Um, it's usually free through the school, right. you know, but music, you know, like art, anything like that. I mean, that's the first stuff. Look at the pandemic, you know, right. I mean, it's, that's the first stuff to go. Yeah. Like the internet definitely saved a lot of us, but, um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's know. a good point. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like if that I, had happened 30 years ago, we would have been, <laughs> gone yeah sol Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i mean it's it can be totally exhausting um it can be socially draining uh for multiple reasons like from my perspective i have had um gigs uh there was actually a time it was late last year i don't even think i've told you this Mm. i had well it kind of bled into this year actually because i did tell you some of it But I started having this like really weird thing where before shows, um, like driving to the show, driving to the gig, uh, right before I played the gig, it was something I've never experienced before. I just started having like really bad, like panic attack Mm. kind of things. It was just like, I dreaded the gig. Yeah. Even before I got there, I already wanted to go home. (laughs) Like it was just like, And I've never had that happen before. And so this year I've honestly taken way less of the gigs that I was taking Mm -hmm. and it's gotten better. But I was just like, I I didn't really know why. I still don't really know why, but I think it was just like burnout, burnout. I think it was burnout. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. (laughs) It was like, you know, um, before I would go on, um, I would just totally panic. And it, it got to the point, the last one that I um, had was super bad because I was playing somebody's funeral. 
Oh. And I was playing their mom's funeral. I think mm-hmm. I told you about this yeah, you one. Did. Mm-hmm. And like for some reason, who knows why? Like I have no idea. I started having a panic attack right before I had to go on and sing this like hymn that I've never like I had never learned it until this funeral. Mm-hmm. And I was physically shaking. I sounded awful. <laughs> I knew I did because I could hear myself, but mm-hmm. I couldn't help it. Like I was just freaking out. Yeah. And it was just just an awful feeling like yeah. to know too, like there's nothing you can do about it in that moment. You can't walk out because you're like a very important part of the day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just it just sucks. Yeah. And I've actually yeah. heard like I've watched a lot of documentaries and read a lot of books like that has happened to like even musicians that are on a huge level who have huge teams Mm -hmm. and stuff like you can only do so much. Like you can only get to a certain point of exhaustion where like you just have to stop for like, even if it's just for a minute, like just take a break. Um, Well, especially because like I would say, you know, for, for musicians and there are other jobs out there that aren't even art jobs that have this problem too. But, Um, like I think maybe like the medical field might be kind of like this, but when you're doing, um, this kind of job on, on a smaller independent level like this, it really becomes everything you do. Mm -hmm. Like it's all you do. Like I I have, I used to have so many more hobbies (laughs) when I was younger. Like I still have some, like cooking is still a big hobby for me Mm -hmm. because it's also necessary for survival. So if (laughs) if I'm going to do do it, it. I'm going to do it right. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I used to do martial arts. I used to do all these other, uh, other things that like have just fallen to the wayside because music, uh, has taken such a priority because it goes back to like, you can't, you can't, um, like you have to work, you have to stay busy. You have to keep things rolling. And, um, that means you never get a break from it. So your life just becomes music all the time. Mm -hmm. And it'd be like, you know, for those listening, it'd be like, I don't know if you're, if you're like a, um, a high school teacher, like if that's all that you ever did and you never went out with your friends on the weekend and you never, um, and teachers are already getting burned out, you know, let's be honest. But like, if you add in the fact that now you can't do your hobbies, you can't play video games or you can't watch your favorite show or whatever, because you don't have time or energy, you lose the drive for anything fun, you know? Um, I mean, like for, for me, like one of the biggest hurdles that, that I was dealing with for a while and it's starting to get a little bit better now that I'm learning to say no to more stuff, um, was that like, even when I had a Friday or a Saturday off, um, like I wouldn't go and hang out with friends or go see my other friends play their ba- in their bands because like I'm socially burnt out, you know, like, because being a musician is a very social thing. Um, like playing shows, sending emails, like, you know, keeping conversations going, whatever, like some of it's a little bit more like disconnected, but it's still social. And then, you know, when you're at the gig, uh, when you're at the session, like you gotta be on, you gotta be communicative and, and approachable. Um, during the week we teach. So like you're, you're trying to be energetic and positive for these children and like, you really don't feel like it, but you have to. And so when the time comes, when you finally have a day off, like yesterday for me, it was 4th of July, Tuesday, (laughs) you know? So like, um, I had nothing to do and I spent the entire day here doing like nothing productive, like, like playing some video games, watching some YouTube, like, mm-hmm. you know, making a, a quick, easy meal, like, um, and I needed that, but also it was because if I didn't do that, like two weeks from now, I'd be completely burned out again, right. you know? No, I totally get it. And like, you know, just like a very recent example for me, like I had a loved one who was in the hospital, like all last week. And like, I barely left the hospital to go home and let our dogs out. Like it was just like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was getting like messages from people constantly. Um, I just took a gig with a guy um, who sent me a bunch of rehearsal materials and he was, you know, asked me several times like, Hey, did you listen through everything? Do you have any questions? And I'm like, honestly, no, (laughs) like (laughs) I, I haven't had a chance. Like I've just been sitting here and like people asking me about booking shows and stuff. And like, that was kind of a slap in the face for me of like, you know, I had to just like, cause I didn't know they're like, can you play 
this date? I'm like, I really don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So I let me get back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, you do have to prioritize your health. Um, you know, you have to prioritize your time. But I think, you know, the whole point of what we've been saying today, it's really important to realize like there are other things yeah. too. Right. Cause like going off what you're saying, I used to draw all the time. Like yeah. I love drawing and I was mm-hmm. pretty good at it. I have not done it in years. <laughs> like I haven't drawn anything. Like I'll doodle. Yeah. But like that's it. I haven't right. actually like tried to draw something, you know? So it's just, yeah, it's just hard to kind of balance everything. It is. Um, but, but it's, it's really important to try. <laughs> I was literally just going to say that. Hey. Yeah, It's like super freaking important. <laughs> um, and so take it from us, you know, especially if you're, if you're newer to this, if you're younger and you're getting into this, like, um, you, you're going to have to bust your ass. You're not going to have a lot of time off, but when, when the opportunity comes, you need to take it and you need to actually actively like give yourself time off. For sure. You know? I mean, make an attempt at least. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, it can depend if you take on a project that's super, it's going to be super rough for two weeks. Just make sure at two weeks you, at that end of that, you give yourself a second to breathe. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sex, Drugs and Disappointment. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review and connect with us more on Instagram and TikTok at SDD Podcast. Each episode is also available in video format on YouTube. And don't forget. Have fun. Don't do too much. And it's going to happen. Sex, drugs and disappointment.